Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE's Jim Loman and Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today we're continuing our ongoing series, Starter Pack for Youth Ministry, and talking about safety and risk management. We are bringing you a series of podcasts designed around topics for those who are maybe new to youth ministry or are just looking for a refresher in planning and best practices. We have eight podcasts in this starter pack that are designed to sort of focus on logistics and planning that help you facilitate healthy youth ministry. Uh, If you want to know more about what healthy youth ministry looks like, you can go back and listen to our series on the seven practices of healthy youth ministry um, closer to the start of the launch of this podcast. Joining us today is DCE Jim Lohman. Jim serves as Associate Director for the LCMS Youth Ministry Office. He serves the LCMS National Youth Gathering as Arrangements Director and coordinates LCMS Servant Event opportunities for youth and adults at various locations throughout the United States and internationally. Uh, so everything, we're so glad that Jim's joining us today because uh, Jim has a lot of expertise, both as a DCE from the parish and then with servant events, uh, in thinking about uh, how everything has a little bit of risk attached to it. Everything in life has a little bit of risk attached to it. So when it comes to ministry, there's really uh, nothing we can do that carries no risk at all. Uh, so as people whose vocation it is to care for the young people of our congregation, it's our responsibility to kind of manage that risk and, and help to think through safety procedures there. And not necessarily to get rid of it, but to manage it. So uh, Jim, welcome joining us. Uh, maybe we'll start with you. What's the riskiest thing you've experienced in youth ministry? Thanks, Mark and Juliana. It's uh, good to be here today. I, I always have one incident that comes to mind and it's from my early days in ministry and it was a chartered bus trip with a large group of youth little did i know when we started the trip that the bus driver knew more about her full-time job as a hairdresser than her part-time job as a charter bus driver there was an incident even before we left the parking lot and the day ended with us stranded on Interstate 5 in the Los Angeles area, waiting for a tow truck to come and tow the youth participants, the adult leaders, and myself to the nearest exit. Oof. Yeah, traveling with young people is always carries a bit of risk. I mean, the thing that popped into my mind was was similar uh, in terms of travel. And that was um, went and took young people to a, to a Christian concert. Uh, we got back very late at night. I mean, it was like two in the morning when we got back. Um, got everybody home. Was driving to work the next morning, and uh, the uh, water pump in my car stopped working, and and my car got stranded on my way to work. And I thought, oh man, how <laughs> how close did I cut that from actually being a, a, a you know a breakdown on the highway at three in the morning uh, with a bunch of teenagers in my car? Well, Jim, you got a baptism by fire there in uh, youth ministry uh, uh, work. I've got a quick question here too about what events um, when you think about all that goes on in youth ministry and, and ministering our congregations and things you work with. What events do you feel call for the most risk management? 
Well, I think Juliana mentioned this, and I, I would agree from, from my experience. I think anytime you're planning to leave the church premises, whether that's just a quick trip in the community or a long distance trip, those really require a lot of uh, thinking through what could possibly happen. And uh, as I always like to say, doing your due diligence in your planning. How about you, Julianne? Anything you'd add to that? Yeah. Oh, I think travel, absolutely. Any kind of going off campus. But I also would say like, um, I always find it's sort of the the holdover events that were from an from a from an older time traditional events that that uh, nobody has ever thought about the danger of. Um, I can think about you know even things as simple as as a dunk tank or a football game. Um, <laughs> things that you've always done that nobody's really ever assessed the risk on uh, or thought about, and then. Um, sometimes it just takes somebody to come in with fresh eyes to go like, have, have you thought about that? And, and maybe, um, so I, I would say like that would be the other spot, blind spot that we often see for risk management is, is things that have been going on for, for maybe a while that nobody's really ever thought about what the risk implications could be. Yes. Absolutely. The traditions that we get comfortable doing over the years. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's maybe start there a little bit and talk about the due diligence uh, that assessment piece, that identification piece. And I think you do got some interesting things to consider. I and mean, Jim, you've lifted it up about you got the regular pieces that you do, the environments maybe you know better. And so there's a management, there's a, a piece of controlling that and managing that uh, for those weekly and daily connections that you have on your premises, as well as, again, the additional due diligence you do when you leave that. So um, we talk about kind of maybe that first step of risk management is identifying the risks that are around you. Um, as you plan for youth ministry, uh, what are some of those lenses perhaps that you look through for risk assessment? Either one of you, anything that you would throw out for that? Or what are the lenses that we look through for that due diligence? Well, there's questions you can certainly ask. Uh, for instance, who or what might be at risk here? There could be people at risk, of course, if there's participants. Uh, there can be financial risk, uh, property risk, and uh, also thinking about your reputation could be at risk as well. Mm -hmm. Or even like how likely is it that a risky event will occur and what could those consequences be, right? So um, some you know, you're never going to mitigate all risks, right? So you can't just wrap kids in bubble wrap and have them sit still. Uh, in youth ministry, there's always going to be... Uh, even that, I would say, brings some risk, wrapping them a bubble wrap, uh, right? So, so how likely is that? And then, what would the consequences be? And being prepared for uh, you know, minor consequences, you know, first aid kits and those kinds of things that can help mitigate some of that risk. My wife likes to uh, remind me when I'm at some of her school events that I am not the person in charge, and I shouldn't be. Uh, looking for uh, possible risks that could happen. But, but in those situations, there, there are uh, consequences that, that can be controlled. They certainly uh, can be insured. That's very mm -hmm. important. And uh, mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to say, is this something we really should be doing? Is this simply too great of a risk for us to bear? Yeah. 
And then uh, within that, are you honoring your congregation's policies and, and reputation? So uh, what you do in youth ministry is a reflection on your entire congregation. And, and most congregations have bylaws and policies and practices that, that we need to adhere to. Um, youth ministry doesn't just stand on its own. So being able to know what your church's policies are um, and, and and be able to think about your youth ministry, not just in, in through its own lens, but through the lens of the whole congregation. I think there's something to just doing something like this podcast. Jim, appreciate you telling your stories um, is that there's that part two of things can get complicated when things don't go as planned, when your bus breaks down, when other things happen. Um, and so to hear those and, you know, maybe people even listen to this, they're thinking like, yeah, gosh, I hadn't thought that through. That helps me think through what would be my plan B if I'm on an event and something were to, um, to break down. So sometimes we end up in those situations where our best plans, we've done the due diligence, uh, they kind of get thrown out the window maybe a little bit. Um, we're a little unsure what to do. And we really just recommend about in those situations, try not to make the quick decision without maybe taking a little bit of time to make sure you think through the options. And so some of that due diligence is, is to be thinking through a lot of those piece, people, pieces and what are the options, surrounding yourself with good people um, and that too, to help you do that um, and to make wise decisions. So just some things to think about, about that assessment, uh, assessment and identification. Well, it, it's why traveling with young people can be uh, so risky, not just because you're taking them out of a controlled environment, but because mm-hmm. um, after I've had four days of little to no sleep, when, when something goes yeah. wrong, as an adult leader, <laughs> I maybe don't have a full capacity to be able to make good and wise decisions. So how do I know what my policies are? How do I ask the right questions? How do I get the right people involved so that I do make good decisions when my bus driver does something and one of those strands is on the side of the road and I've had had no sleep for the last three days. So how do we kind of navigate some of those things? And, and um, that can be really important as well. Absolutely. So think about uh, maybe how you manage your volunteers and that can be a key way of how you um, navigate risk and manage it is is really helping to manage and train your volunteers well. So, you know, the very first part of that is making sure you have enough adults uh, when you have teens uh, at an event. Um, your ratios are going to change based on age and based on the activity, um, but you need to make sure that you have at least two adults anytime you're working with young people, um, anytime you're working with minors, but also just making sure that you have enough um, adults. And that can be hard. And it may mean that you need to postpone or cancel an event because you don't have enough adult leaders. And that can be really difficult. But um, it's much more risky to do events when you don't have enough adult leaders. And making sure that you uh, have spent time with those volunteers so that they know your expectations. And, and also, uh, can't stress enough uh, the importance of uh, background checks for uh, volunteers who are working with children, young people, youth in your congregation. There are, uh, uh, they are just very important and, and they need to be done. I know that there are uh, a number of ways that those can happen and uh, the LCMS actually has a contract with AAIM and Protect My Ministry, which is a great place to start if this is something that is not a policy in your congregation. And often your your uh, your insurance company uh, will have some ability to help you um, train those adults to identify and prevent child abuse and provide resources to their um, 
But there are other things you can do. Uh, so not only doing background checks on your adults, but training them to uh, to understand uh, what how to handle uh, if a student mentioned suicide or if there's a natural disaster or a fire or an accident um, so that they know ahead of time and they've heard from you. Uh, what the expectation is for if some of those happen. Um, I think every time we would do a vacation Bible school training, we'd have a new group of volunteers, but we'd always have this existing group that would do it. And every year uh, we had to go through, okay, if there's a tornado, all right, if there's a fire, okay, if there's bad weather, this is, um, and and almost to ad nauseum, they were like, okay, we've heard, but yes, but I need you to know that because if something does happen, I need you to be able to work um, quickly and efficiently to keep people safe. And I think um, if you're looking for those resources, uh, you know, sometimes we get asked questions in our office why we don't provide those resources. It's because there are already such excellent ones that are out there, trainings on those things that there, we would just be reinventing the wheel and those that are doing this and are experts at it. Your insurance company is one probably place you can start. Even just simple, I can find them in Google searches, very respectful places that do online training that you can run all your volunteers through. Um, which can be really helpful in terms of just raising the questions and getting your volunteers up to speed on some of those issues. I've been very blessed at, at our congregation. Our senior pastor is uh, a risk management guru. I don't know if that would be an accurate description, <laughs> but I just remember the calm way, and, and usually we do this quarterly, before the service begins, uh, once a quarter, he does a reminder of where the uh, nearest exits would be in mm. case there uh, uh, should be an emergency during uh, the worship service. And there's a map that's printed that you can look at uh, that's very, very prominent and uh, uh, just a, a, a great way to uh, make people feel comfortable, but also know should there be an emergency, what they would need to do. Being Absolutely. a calming presence is just so important. Absolutely. We, a couple other trainings that we'd probably lift up too, especially if you're thinking about maybe doing larger events or even think your children ministries, VBS and other things, is to think about having volunteers who have gone through first aid training or CPR, AED, um, so that they're comfortable with that. They're trained to be able to react to certain situations. And then one that we've been lifting up more and more too um, is called mental health first aid. Um, and that's a, a really a great training too, as congregations are wanting to better respond to mental health issues with their young people. Um, you know, it's not coming from a theological standpoint, but it's just a great baseline understanding of mental health issues and really for a congregation to be a warm, welcoming place and to be able to um, uh, maybe initiate conversations and also recognize some things. Um, so we lift that up too, that you can do a lot of those trainings across the United States and take adv advantage of that resource. You, another thing to consider as you're looking at to do risk management is how you manage the youth in your youth ministry, uh, mm -hmm. because teens are going to test some boundaries. Uh, they, uh, they are ones that are going to want to try new things. They're going to want to engage. They're creative and they're looking uh, to try and uh, uh, they don't always have the, the best um understanding of the consequences of their actions we'll put it that way right um and so uh it's good to be able to establish what's okay and what isn't and to bring them into the conversation so they understand why a certain game or activity might be too risky and let them think that through with you um i think about uh, an event that we uh we were at we were at, on a sermon event 
Um, and they had found these rolling chairs and they wanted to devise this game with them. They had gotten very creative with it. Um, and so I had to kind of press pause and say, okay, let's think through all of the ways that this could hurt you. <laughs> if you want to play it, that's okay, but let's figure out how we manage that risk together. Um, and actually came up with rules for this game that they devised themselves that ensured that they would all be safe. And, um, and, and they actually, it got them very engaged in that process of thinking through, okay, this is the consequence of, of, of doing this and this is how I can manage that risk alongside Juliana um, in those times. (laughs) Well, and Juliana, you bring up a good point. There's also a a lot of different forms or, or pieces that you can use with the youth. If you're traveling, of course, meeting with the youth ahead of time and putting together some type of covenant where they have an opportunity to discuss consequences, rules, etc. Uh, and then also remembering to to uh, have those forms available for your protection. Photo release forms are a need. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Medical release forms and waivers are, are needed if you're traveling. And then also coming up with a plan if there's going to be medication dispensed mm-hmm. during your trip or your event. Uh, one of the things, uh, Got to think about maybe another broad topic too is to be thinking about again, Jim. Appreciate those words you call of due diligence. Is to be thinking through it, and and maybe this isn't again you as the leader, but you delegate this to someone who really likes this stuff and likes this kind of research. But it's to be thinking about emergency plans. I mean, I know you know I, I can think of a youth gathering on our side as we spend. We have a team that you know makes sure they know well. Uh, hospitals and locations of those types of things of pharmacies so that we are a resource but again certainly with google anymore um, you can find those things quickly but yeah nonetheless it's kind of good to know the lay of the land even before you go so both jim i appreciate you bringing up your senior pastors to know what's the plan on your premises and so that's well thought out the volunteers know so again that can just be an instinctual kind of reaction to those things you have those in place but also if you travel too to be familiar that either you've checked in with the host and they know those things or that you yourselves are familiar with that as though as well so you have that important information um kind of as your day is going on as you do your ministry uh, functions and and, uh making sure you have an up-to-date first aid kit we, we mm-hmm. usually have one in the cabinet and uh, <laughs> then an event comes up and you take it with you and you have forgotten how long it's been in the cabinet. So uh, always make sure to check the dates that everything is is uh, up to date and can be dispensed to the young person who might need it on the trip. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So you're going to want all of those forms. You're going to want your first aid kit. You're going to want, along with that, kind of an incident report form. So some kind of standardized form that you have uh, and a process for making sure that everything's noted if somebody does get hurt. Um, What happened? uh, Who saw it? uh, What what did we do in response to that? And and sometimes you're going to need that, uh, just a place to put that, um, just always getting into the practice of noting these kinds of things just because it helps you to navigate if there are questions later on um, or if there's a a problem later on that you can note that 
you know, what kind of action you took. Uh, and, and it's always been my strategy uh, that it's always better to call a parent and warn them of sort of a minor medical issue that may have happened a bump or a bruise rather than to have them arrive to a, a slightly battered child that they did not expect. <laughs> right. So um, I'd rather mom would be like, I don't know why you called me to tell me that, that um, you know, somebody got knocked down pretty hard in the football game and, and um, is, is uh, hobbling a little bit. Uh, and, and if everybody's okay, I'd rather have mom say, um, I don't know why you called me than to have them show up and go like, what happened to, to, to Bobby when, when we were playing that game? Um, it's just easier that way. Absolutely. Another part of communication, this might be risk management 201, like getting to maybe a little higher level, but yet I think it's important to, in our world to be thinking about, and this is, this is beyond youth ministry. This is probably your congregational connection and um, and that your church should be thinking these things through is how, what's your plan to talk to the media if there was some sort of situation? And that might be, that might be your congregation's response to an emergency that happens outside your congregation and the ministry too. So that there's a voice there, but then also if something were to happen within your congregation on your property. And so really be thinking through who those people are designated to speak to the media. You know, probably in most cases, it's going to be a pastor or staff person, but you might have some vacancies too, so that there's a person in that place. Um, and to be thinking through these things kind of early and, and certainly be keeping them up to date too, so that you have that person that during a very highly stressful time is the one who's to speak authoritatively on behalf of the congregation. Um, just again, another general risk management piece for congregations to be thinking through. And to make sure that your volunteers know that that's the person mm -hmm. who will be talking uh, and not anybody else. Um, so that, you know, should have it, you know, have, like, should there be something that happens uh, that there is a, uh, a common knowledge that it is X person who is going to be the, 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 the point person for, for media contact. Um, and it's, it is also important, I think, because you work with teens <laughs> to be able to say, if something goes wrong, I'm going to communicate yeah. that back to your parents. <laughs> I need to do that, not you. Um, or, <laughs> or tell your parents in text message that I'm going to call them you know, in five minutes um, so, that, so that they know uh, rather than having – you don't want somebody to be posting on, on social media or something that, that something has happened before you have a chance to really assess the situation and speak to the people who need to be heard. Are you, and then we keep mentioning it, but I think a review of your insurance policy is always good. Uh, if you haven't done it before, uh, now is the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you yeah. haven't done it in a while, again, uh, it's important. And your insurance company is does not mind talking to you. They really don't. Uh, so if you can... <laughs> Uh, contact them and just get example. Maybe they have example forms. Maybe they have information on your policy. Sometimes they have training videos or other resources to help you. They want to partner with you um, in, in helping you manage your risk. And, and you have insurance for a reason. So disregarding their guidelines um, can really be uh, counterproductive. Uh, in key, I always uh, like to say make your agent your BFF. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, making sure that uh, that you are falling within the parameters of what your insurance covers um, and what is responsible for you as a youth leader, uh, as somebody who is insured by by whatever company uh, you have. And remember, it just isn't youth ministry that's risky in a congregation. There are many mm -hmm. other 
groups and organizations that are, are a part of churches ministries that also fall under the policy and, and there's there's risky things that, that they may be doing as well. I'm just saying that so we don't think it's just youth ministry that's risky. Right. right. And it's certainly those times too. I mean, I, I mean, Jim, like you said, hopefully there's a larger discussion going on with church leadership. Um, if you got any questions that you're talking to them and, and talk about maybe policies that need to be designed that kind of everyone in the leadership agrees on so that it's not just one or two people making decisions. There's an understanding of where that, uh, you know, the, the authority within the congregation resides and how that process happened. I mean, that way too, it helps you and whether you work in youth ministry or other places to be thinking through these issues. And that can be really helpful in spotting risk and managing it too. It can really be kind of a unifying thing for the church. As again, we're doing it because we care for one another. We care for our church. Uh, we care for our witness into the world and we want to do things right. Um, and so that's a great time for the church to come together and have those helpful conversations. I mean, risk management at the end of the day is a thing that everybody has to be in on, not just just not just the youth leader, but all the volunteers, parents, youth, uh, other church leadership, your staff. Uh, it is something that is is a broad piece of your congregation, and and certainly your youth ministry is a part of that. So making sure that you are uh, being collaborative about that, <laughs> uh, and that you're also um, really thinking about how what works best for everybody all together. So, so a couple of closing challenges for you as you think through that. So maybe how do you think through risk as a part of your youth ministry? How can you take a better assessment of events to manage that risk? Number two, how can you train and talk with both adults and teens so that they understand how to help you manage risk? And then finally, contact that insurance company. As Jim said, make that insurance uh, person your BFS uh, in your church as you handle uh, those things and uh, find out what resources and information they have uh, that they can provide. Uh, we will continue to keep you in our prayers as we walk through uh, youth ministry that is sometimes risky. Uh, and we pray that you will make wise choices and that God will uh, give you good discernment as you uh, and protect you as you care for the teens in your congregation. Thanks again for joining us. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us a positive review. It helps other people find us. End Goals Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.